All right. Good evening, everyone. It is Thursday, May 5th, 2022, 8.26 p.m. Eastern Daylight Saving Time. And I always trip up on that because I always forget if it's saving time or if it's standard time, but it's saving time. This is the Fakeologist Show, episode FAK529, and I call it the Marcus Allen Super Show because we have Marcus Allen, who is pretty much hosting it, and we have a couple of guests, a panelist, actually, regular panelists. We have Tiago from Sydney, Nova Scotia. Hello, Tiago. Hello. And we have Frank from Geelong, Australia. Hello, Frank. Ni Ni hao. And now over to the host, Marcus Allen, who escaped the new normal. So, so formal. I don't like that. Can we can we skip the fluff and get right to the stuff, Tim? Yeah, yeah, well, of course. That's that's the way it always works out. Go for it. What's going okay, on? Okay, so all right, obviously we're recording this live, but if you're listening to a recording, you can get the companion notes as always at fakeologist.com. And you click on the blog. And what is going to be the serial number for the show on your site tonight? This is FAK 529. And that is Cinco de Mayonnaise. I saw that on Twitter. I, I'm stealing that. I like that. Cinco yeah. de Mayonnaise. So 5 5 2022. And if you go to my website, if you want to see my notes, which are exactly the same because I passed the notes on to Tim, you can go to escapethenewnormal.com, click on the Marcus Allen show, and look for something titled like, this is why I like being tracked by the government in the USA. And that is the opening topic for tonight. I am, I am, I don't like to say regret, but I think I've made a mistake in my adult life by being so paranoid about being tracked by the government. And what I wanted to do is I took an hour this morning and I listed all the benefits of the government tracking me. And I wanted to see if you guys agree with that and see if we're perhaps being a little bit too paranoid about being tracked. And of course, we all know what the downsides are, so we really don't have to talk about that. But that's the question. Do the pros outweigh the cons on being tracked? So I'm going to go through this real quick. Hopefully, it's less than five minutes, and then we'll discuss. So, And I've done this pretty much in priority order. So I said that my Apple Watch tracks my resting heart rate, my blood oxygen level, and there is a big time rumor that coming with the Apple Watch 8, which is coming out maybe in a couple months, uh, it's going to monitor, uh, do continual uh, glucose monitoring, which is amazing, especially for people with diabetes. I know my father-in-law, he's hooked, up, he's hooked up to a CGM and it's painful and it, it can come out and, and it's not very accurate uh, from what I understand. Uh, and People have actually tested the blood oxygen levels against a regular device that tracks that on the Apple Watch, and it's been dead on every time. So I'm really excited about that coming out, and that's total tracking. Next, my iPhone tracks screen time, so it reminds me when I'm spending too much time on my devices. Of course, GPS is a big one for tracking, and GPS lets emergency responders easily find me if I don't know where I am, and of course... Diego will probably chime up on that because he used to be a paramedic or maybe still is. Uh, next, my Apple Watch, I don't know if you guys know this, will actually detect a fall and call 911 uh, if I'm unconscious with my GPS location. Apple Maps, uh, Apple Maps makes driving much safer. I can go probably 30 minutes talking about that. I love using Apple Maps. When I jump into the car, 
and I plug the cord in into my iPhone, it it's, gives me all the options. It knows where I've been before. It knows where I probably want to go. Tells me exactly how much time it's going to take to get there. And we purposely go off the beaten track when we travel each week just to take a new route. And it, for the exception of one time in the five years that I've had a phone, it has never steered us wrong. It was one time in Washington. For some reason, Washington trips up the Apple Maps. But besides that, it's always gotten us to the place. And it's remarkable how it knows when it says it's 43 minutes away to get to the beach or whatever the case is. I, I just, I'm just blown away by that. Uh, GPS uh, and tracking drastically increases the rate of finding lost pets and even people. There's Again, I'm a Mac person. I don't know if Samsung or Android or whatever that system is does the same thing. But uh, on my device, there's something called Find My. And we all agreed to do that. We're all tracked. We all agreed to it. Um, it's just a lot easier to, instead of trying to ping or track down someone, let's say my son, my son likes to go three hours away with his friends. And when he's going to promise that he's going to be home for dinner on a Friday night, instead of bothering him and, and texting him, I could just see on the map where he's at and know that he's on his way. It's, it's really cool. So there's that. Find my service. Also, I can see where all my devices are in a glance. Again, with Find Mine, you can click on devices. So if you lost your iPhone, you can click on it and see where it is and go get your iPhone. In fact, that happened to my wife just a couple of days ago. We were in Washington, D.C., and she left her iPhone on a pallet of stones while she was using a porta potty. And we just pulled it up right in my device, and she knew exactly where it was. It was great. Uh, geofencing is used in robots like the Roomba. I don't have a Roomba. Apparently, that cleans it cleans your your living room, and it uses geofencing to figure that out. Also, I just I've seen a lot of this around here in the country. There's robotic grass cutting, and even crop maintenance. So if you've got crops, they're using GPS to track and geofence and know where your property is. It's pretty cool. If you're a business person like Tim who drives a truck, there's mileage tracking. So you can probably just click a button and get a full report of the year of driving without having to track that manually. I think that's great. Tracking helps acquit people for being wrongly accused of stuff based on location. So you can use GPS to prove that you weren't at a scene of a crime, for example. Uh, again, on the Mac and the iPhone and the Apple Watch, I love the fact that the apps get to talk to each other. It is kind of interesting when... When I do some research, let's say I'm looking into, I don't know, the Club of Rome, and I get to a web page, and on that web page it has um, another a couple websites that it re recommends, and and usually those those websites are long because they're blogs and they can't get a domain name that short, so it's a really long one. So then I open a new tab and I start typing the web address, and it fills it out for me. So in other words, Google is tracking the page that I'm on looking for domains that are on the page and auto-filling them when I open a new tab. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but that's what's going on there. Uh, all my apps talk to each other, which is cool. So I can be on my iPad and I'm on one web page and then I, oh, I need to get to my, my laptop for some reason. And it, it will, it'll carry over to my laptop. Very, very cool. Very convenient. Um, I'm about halfway done with these these pros. Let's see. I can ask my iPhone to rate this restaurant. I can literally say, hey, Siri, rate this restaurant if I'm in a far-flung place. And immediately it'll know because it's being I'm being tracked 
what the four restaurants are within my space and, and lets me know what that is. It's, it's very cool. Uh, let's see. I can ask my Apple watch to ping the location of my iPhone if I lose it. So it's another way of tracking down your lost iPhone in Apple photos. I can search, uh, photos by date, location, even the person in the picture. And then I just talked about websites, remembering preferences. For example, if I go to weather underground, which is my favorite place to find the weather, it always shows the weather for both my home and my favorite location. So I can store favorite locations as a browser cookie. And when I go there, boom, 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 I click it. Again, it's tracking what my favorite locations are. And there it is. Uh, YouTube almost always shows the videos that I like. It's uncanny how it knows what videos I like, again, because of tracking. Uh, most websites know that I speak English because they track this. Uh, if I'm at Amazon, it remembers what's in my shopping cart if I get distracted. So let's say I go put something in my cart, and then I come back an hour later, it remembers that, again, because it's tracked. Uh, now, and that gets a targeted ads. Now, some people don't like ads. I love ads. If something is targeted and it's of interest to me, I've never heard of, of it before, I'm appreciative that someone has spent the money to throw an ad in front of me. Now, of course, if you get too many ads, you can do an ad blocker. It's also great as a personal assistant. So I use reminders and the calendar and the navigator on the Mac uh, ecosystem, and, it, and it's fantastic. And we talked about autofill. We talked about Amazon. I can see where my package is in real time. Even better, and then again, this is tracking. I've had several occasions when my package from Amazon came to me, and it was delivered to my neighbors two doors down. And because of the GPS tracking that the USPS has, the post office has, we were able to track down that package. Before the tracking, it would be lost and I'd have to wait for another package to be sent out. Uh, credit card transactions contain a date, time, and location for each purchase. Credit card companies contact us based on this tracking to prevent stolen credit cards. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten contact from my credit card company because it seems like... Um, Oh, so someone just interrupted me about, okay, that's Dante. Uh, you know, someone um, someone stole my credit, someone appears to have stolen my credit card. And because it doesn't match my spending patterns, which is tracked, they were able to cancel. So I didn't have to pay for that stolen credit card, which is pretty sweet. And that's what I have. So one, do you guys agree with me or disagree with me? If you disagree with me, why do you disagree? The, the question is, what do you agree? Do you agree that tracking is good? As in, I'm saying, I'm, the punchline for me is that tra being tracked by the government and by corporations has way more pro pros than it does cons. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying there are no cons. Trust me on that. I was, it took, I only have a smartphone for five years now. I was one of those people who'd be like, no, no phone. It's tracking you. And I was the guy who didn't get an easy pass until five years ago. Cause I'm like, Hey, they're tracking your travel. That's ridiculous. You don't want that. Uh, but now I'm, I'm kind of revisiting whether the paranoia is worth it. Is it worth being paranoid? And for example, it really bothers me that that woman who donate that single mom who didn't donated $50 to the truckers convoy, freedom convoy had her bank account frozen. In fact, I have a whole business built around that exact problem. Now, is that a widespread thing? Will it be a widespread thing in the future? Is that something to worry about? Are we making a big to-do about nothing? 
are we missing out on the great things in life because we're so paranoid about being trucked? Well, I like Frank's quote on paranoia. I think maybe we should just bring that up real quick so people can enjoy it. Well, sure. It's that uh, just because you're paranoid, it doesn't mean that people are not out to get you, does it? I like that. Mm -hmm. so, so the thing, Marcus, is that the benefits that you're talking about, mm -hmm. the, 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 the way of life that we are being moved to cannot exist without those tools being made available on your phone. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, and again, those benefits can be taken away at any time. So the, the issue then simply becomes how much of your autonomy do you want to give up for the convenience? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really the, the great divide, I think, is what you would call it right now. People are either going to move into Amazon or they're going to um, try and be trading amongst themselves, I guess. You're either going to be in the world or out of the world, I think, is the future that faces us. Do you think you could do both? Um, well, I'm, it, I guess I think I can, but, um, I don't think there's any, I've got any proof that I can. Mm -hmm. Does I, anyone I, know I, anyone personally who has been, for, for example, I've heard, and I've talked about this in the past, people have typed into Google, I have cancer, what should I do or something to that effect? And next thing well, you know, coincidentally, their insurance policy was canceled. Oh, wow. I've never heard that one. That's funny, though. No. So That's that would be that would be a direct that would be a direct like no, no deal for me to to do any of the things that I all the benefits that I just talked about. If that's going to happen on a regular basis, that would eliminate all these great benefits and conveniences that I get by being tracked. But let if me I, follow that up for a second, yep. Marcus. Yep. I don't think it's possible for an insurance company to do that anyway. Mm. You know, just the, the, the idea there is that somehow you notify the insurance company you've got cancer and they cancel your policy. Well, that's, yeah, I, I think that breaches the contract. Mm -hmm. How, however, they came to know about your cancer, it doesn't allow them to, to um, jump from the policy. I don't think um, that story can be true. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what this is. This is a more of a thought exercise. Yeah. Should we again be paranoid slash careful slash, I mean, do I have but one of the, of one of the examples, you, the, the, if we look at the, the Google thing where, where um, you say, Oh, I've got cancer. What should I do? And so Google gives you the answers that Google wants to give you whatever. Sure. You know, I, and I would suggest that most of those answers are not going to be helpful to people. Really, If you're mm -hmm. going to go and get chemo and so on. Mm -hmm. So the I think you're answering your own question. There's a lot of disadvantages of moving into a um, a a hive mind. But is this a hive mind? That's that's the question. What are these conveniences right right now? Currently, a hive mind, or are we are we preparing for what the future holds? Well, I think 
that the things you're talking about where you're looking for recommendations for restaurants and so on are yep. really going to steer people into the cuisine that the people that own the um own the software want to send you well it's inter it's interesting you say that because there's rumor but not confirmed i've looked for it that apple maps has gets a percentage of the tolls that it recommends on apple maps in other words apple maps can take you to from here lancaster county pennsylvania to washington which we take a lot it could take us the non-toll way or it can take us or it can recommend the toll way and they get a percentage of that toll from the toll company that's the rumor anyway and it does and seem it does seem to it does seem that they do want you to go through a toll road because it's the fastest way to go a lot so yes, it's interesting I, that you bring that up and i have experienced that similar feeling that level of paranoia that why am i being sent this way mm -hmm. yeah so it wouldn't be amazing to me to find out that they were getting a cut mm -hmm. you wouldn't be surprised so, so in summary my my view is that um moving into the hive collective is not going to be a um benefit in the long term i think what's particularly if you look at the health of americans now they're now saying that half of the u.s population is effectively diabetic or insulin resistant or equivalent mm -hmm. this was something that was unheard of a hundred years ago mm -hmm. it wasn't even as a disease Mm -hmm. I I think the hive mind mentality is sending English speaking people to the abyss. Okay. Diego, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think um, I think the problem here is uh, is the worry for me anyway. The worry is uh, all these benefits that you're mentioning. Mm -hmm. um, they all um, are are intertwined with a corporation uh, mm -hmm. that you don't know how mm -hmm. deep they are intertwined with the government. That's the issue here for me. So right. that's why I limit my digital footprint as much as I can, because all these benefits that you're mentioning yep. is just, it's just, an, it's just another, I don't look at them as benefits. I look at them, uh, you know, they might be benefits to you personally, but to me, uh, they're just, it's just information gathering. For large corporations um, in in conjunction with government uh, a, fa a fascistic state uh, that we're witnessing here moving forward so for me absolutely not i i don't care about a lot of the stuff that you mentioned there i mean you know to me i you know to some people it might be you know beneficial to them but for me i try not to use anything like that at all um, you know, if I have to travel somewhere, I'll just look up real quickly where it is on my home computer. I'll memorize how to get there and, you know, I'll do everything by using my brain. I don't mm -hmm. use a GPS. I don't use anything like that. I hardly ever use my cell phone. Um, so for me, for me, I'm just, I'm like, I'm like Frank, I maybe in a little way, I'm a, I'm just paranoid because I don't want these people knowing what I'm doing. I don't like, I don't even like them knowing what I like to eat, what my interests are. I don't like them knowing anything. That's nobody's business. And mm -hmm. at any time that you have an application on an iPhone or an Android, um, you know, you know, uh, instructing these decisions for you, 
Um, the problem here is you don't know where that information is going. You don't know what government agencies have all that information. You, you know, most people think the corporate, only the corporations have this information. I don't think so. I think uh, government and these major corporations are one. Mm-hmm. Tim? Yeah, I was going to interrupt you at the beginning when you're talking about the continuous glucose monitor. My yep. My experience with my daughter is all, everything you said, I have the complete opposite. The thing does stick on real well. It is mm-hmm. very accurate. And mm-hmm. the last thing I think you said, I can't remember what it was, but um, it is extremely useful, actually. And it does prevent, and, and, and it does prevent constant finger pricking and bloodletting, which is painful and extremely annoying and causes all kinds of, cumulative scar tissue especially on your pinkies on the ends of your fingers which is it's very sensitive there so i I actually think it's and yeah i'm pretty sure you sign an agreement or click an agreement that that information is shared yep but i don't know who it's shared with and i i don't know if it's shared with anyone outside the corporation the big karma that that creates the database and shares it with your uh, medical practitioner but that's one that i definitely be willing to give up privacy just just to have that convenience because it's damn convenient and there's really no other way other than to continuously prick yourself to simulate that same information and i know my daughter thinks it's extremely valuable even though it costs a fortune to uh (laughs) to run it's super expensive Mm -hmm. what about all the other stuff like gps I mean, you're a truck driver. What would you do without GPS? Well, I don't really. I used to. I used to use a map for a long time before I had a data plan for my phone. Mm-hmm. I've had a phone since the beginning of phones. Yep. So I did have the map cracked open all the time, and uh, otherwise, I just listened to the traffic on the radio, which is pretty good. Where they watch the traffic reporters watch all the the cameras to tell people where the problems are. So I could live without it as well. I do like it, but I could definitely with, live without it. I don't really, it doesn't really make or break my day if I know the exact time when I'm going to arrive somewhere. It's interesting. I find it statistically quite accurate, but I could live without it. But I use it just because I, I enjoy just playing with technology. And I don't really think that even though Google probably does sell my data, and I know like, you said, and I've heard many others say that uh, the way their data is mined and uh, sold off is extremely valuable, and it's happening all over and over and resold. Uh, I still, I, I accept that trade-off, and and I've used my geographic history to remind myself what I did a certain day when, for instance, I wasn't paid to go somewhere. I I can't remember two weeks ago did I actually go there, so I've actually looked up and see. To see where I've gone on the timeline on the Google map. So it is valuable. It is interesting, but you could live without it. And I have many years for many years lived without it because it's still pretty recent technology. So I'm, I'm making the exchange every day for uh, convenience for privacy. I know that, but I'm cognizant of that. But mm-hmm. on, on many other things, I try and stay away from big tech, and their conveniences like email i think that's pretty easy to do 
because I don't want them reading through my email, mainly just so they can data mine and sell me stuff. Although it is kind of fun. Okay, I haven't really experienced too much of it where you may talk and then your phone is listening and the next thing you know, it's serving up an ad that it thinks uh, it had a keyword in it that you may have said, not mm -hmm. directly. So, But I, I stay away from big techs. Uh, search engines as well. So I've, I do some things that I don't think they need to know and avoid them, but uh, there's there's certain other things that I'm I'm willing to trade off that I'm not too concerned about. What about paying for tolls? How do you do that? Well, we have a one toll road and uh, that thing obviously tracks you, so it knows when you get on. It's, it's, it's the same as your EasyPass system. Mm -hmm. And so you opt I, for that. You don't pay cash. You opt for the for the. You, there is no cash. There's no toll booths here. We have like Israel. I think we have one of the few toll roads that has no humans at the on or off ramps. We've had that for a year now here. So yeah, we've had it for a long time since 1997 when they built the road across Toronto. So 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 that's kind of that's kind of the point I'm bringing up. Like, do you mm -hmm. stop driving because you're being tracked? No, I don't. And I, I know our toll road costs a fortune. So I really, I'm it to me, it's like eating an expensive dinner. I really need to use, if I really need to be urgently in need of saving time before I'll get on it or, or saving a great distance that it might uh, cut off. But uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too worried about that aspect either. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, it, for the exception of me, you guys are like, I don't like the tracking. I don't think it's beneficial. Has is there well, any? I, I, Go ahead. I think it's. I think if you're, you've really got to think about the world, mm -hmm. if you like, mm -hmm. and with which when you're in it and when you're not in it, to be in this world, you you have to use those technologies. You you're not able anymore to buy and sell without this system mm -hmm. that's just a fact so mm -hmm. but you're not always in the world there are there are aspects of your life that you separate from the world aren't there and i think it's a lot of it is about understanding what it is you're doing at the time That seems to have stopped you quite in dead in your tracks. You, no, I'm, you just, are, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to give me like an example or something. Well, so if you're if you're running a business like I am, mm -hmm. then then obviously you need to keep receipts, etc., for taxation purposes. You need to keep a travel record for your car expenses, mm -hmm. and all of those things are now done easily through a phone, right? And that aspect, right, makes it more able, more easily achieved to keep up with the de increasing demands of paperwork from the world while at the same time, you know, not spending all your time actually writing out paperwork. So there are all of those benefits that you spoke about are really to keep track of your worldly activities, for want of a better word. Uh, agreed. The question is, yeah. is it dangerous to think the way I'm thinking where my headline is, this is why I like being tracked by the government in the USA? Okay. So the point I was that I would make now is 
the blend you blended in my opinion your private functions you know you as a as a as a living man mm -hmm. with your functions as a as a person of the world as a person if you like in the legal sense mm -hmm. and i think that's where the differentiation should take place understanding when you are being a legal person and when you're being a private individual when you're operating in the private when you're operating in the public mm -hmm. so for example what choice of restaurant i go to mm -hmm. you know when i'm having conversations at, about something and i get ads for those things they're the things that i think well, okay now the the public is interfering with the private and that's not okay i think that's the differentiation that that we're wise to make I'm surprised by the lack of enthusiasm about talking about this, quite frankly, pun intended. <laughs> it's not really a big concern of mine. I think we have a million other things to worry about, but I'm not really worried about uh, that. That's uh, that's uh, This is an old topic, and I think many people have just accepted that technology and that convenience, and most people are not too concerned about their lack of privacy. I really think that the story that you also brought up about the bank account freezing, I, I yep. think it needs a lot of clarity because it started off as a very insidious idea, but the actual mechanics of what happened, I don't think are widely known. Now, the one woman whose bank account was frozen, I don't know or have n never confirmed that story. Actually, I there are f there's a few confirmed stories of that. Mm -hmm. But I don't. But know again, that that could that could be a lie too. I don't know how long it was frozen. Um, who initiated the freezing? And when people say the government, well, the government, who, what, the government is just a bunch of departments. So who in the government did the prime minister, or his office, call a bank and say, "Do you know this person?" and turn off their account? <laughs> we we really need more information and no real allegation. I heard one story that one of the police officers walking around Ottawa grabbed a license plate of one of the parked vehicles and then maybe was able to run the plate because most police officers can bring up that information and then may have somehow drawn a connection there to the owner of that vehicle or the register, register registry of the vehicle and then somehow or maybe just read the name off the truck <laughs> I don't know exactly the mechanics, but uh, it, it did it did echo around the world. But I don't know if uh, True Dope, the Prime Sinister, actually started saying start freezing bank accounts like some kind of uh, comic book character. I, I think there were a few more um, details, but to be sure, it's um, it's not a great. It's not a great thing to contemplate and that power that idea of that power is definitely going to be baked into future currencies and digital technology and it has to be discussed and if it's going to be a thing then people need to know how to guard against it um so well the comment i would make marcus on what you're saying is it's these benefits that i think are lulling people in mm -hmm. to, to to the trap but I here's just, the I here's just, the, here's I the thing though, Frank. 
as a Go hypo. Ahead. Sure. So but here's the thing. It's now been Tim, when you say you were the first one to get a phone, what year was that? Well, I had the Motorola brick phone, the one if you picked it up too fast, you could knock yourself out. Me too. Me, me too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one that people drove over that it didn't break. <laughs> it, it was really, I think it, it, we the two-way radio it really was developed by the military for two-way communication, and that's really what the phone, I believe, that Motorola thing was sort of based on. I also had the car, what, what, which, which the what, what, what year was that? Uh, I probably got about 1988. That okay. There's my point. 88. Mm -hmm. That's 12 plus 22 is 33. Mm -hmm. 33 years. And does anyone here on the call or in the chat, because we're looking at it live, know of anyone who's been fucked over because of tracking? Because I don't. No, me neither. So what are we worried about? I'm not worried. Actually, mm -hmm. the, the the real tracking is going to be with the it, I I don't know what what level it is around the world, but the QR codes, because when you check in, mm -hmm. then that information that check in is going to be forced just so you can get in and out of places. So that that's that's like a a registration everywhere you go. But mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, the, the, the other issue is uh, turning off your benefits, right? Mm -hmm. So all these, all these, all these, you know, the, these issues that people are, you know, when, when they said they were freezing the bank accounts, um, I know Chris Sky was mentioning that they can authorize his bank account with the Royal Bank of Canada, meaning yes. he went in there and they wouldn't verify the account, even though he showed him his identification. Yeah, Rebel that was insidious. Yeah, Rebel News couldn't get a loan. They they had excellent credit. They couldn't get mm -hmm. a loan by the Royal Bank of Canada. Mm -hmm. So these are these are all issues where this yeah. particular tracking that you're speaking of is mm -hmm. if you do something they don't like, who's to say in the future whether they're going to turn you off from something? Now, whether that may be financial, uh, from one of the benefits that you're enjoying. See, this is the thing that I don't like. They can turn things off at a moment's notice electronically. Yeah, without um, a hearing. Yeah, without a hearing, without a court, without a judicial overview, without anything like that. That's the that's the issue that I have. Is is uh, and and here in Canada, I don't know so much in the United States, but here in Canada, you know, you're you're t you're you're listen listen to what these people are saying. Listen to what our prime minister is saying. He's saying out loud, "We're going to shut your bank accounts down." This is a very bad omen to begin with, to hear, to listen to a leader of a country saying this. So my question is right back at you. What do you think the next 30 or 50 years is going to look like if this guy's talking like this already? Well, let me, let me be very clear. Again, uh, I, I wrote this headline and came up with this list as sort of a controversial devil's advocate, great mm -hmm. conversation type of thing. I tomorrow I am launching something that I've been working on since 1986 that flies in the face of it. It goes completely opposite of this entire list. Mm -hmm. So I, I I don't know where to go with this. Uh, take contact tracing for example. Mm -hmm. We were told that if you were within a certain amount of distance to someone who has COVID, then you have to quarantine. Mm -hmm. How did that work out? It I've no, I don't hear of anyone getting in quarantine because of contact tracing. So no, is this another scaremongering thing? 
Yeah, they, they were they, they were coming to people's homes here in Canada because of this contact tracing and 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 and, and harassing them with phone calls. But do you? But that, that's on the news. Do you personally know someone that that happened to? Because yeah, I don't. Okay. yeah, absolutely, myself. Okay. Yeah, I went to Montreal. I came back. And they started calling me, harassing me because I had to quarantine when I got back from Montreal here in Nova Scotia. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's re and this and this is the problem that I have with all this, is that's why when I when I go to where I stash my gold, my silver, and all that kind of stuff, I leave all my electronic stuff here at home and I ride my bike where I gotta go. Mm -hmm. I don't take my car. I don't take my phone with me. I don't take anything with me because I, I. A, a big part of this is we don't know where this is going in the next 20 years. It it doesn't look good where it's going right now. Agree. But 100%. but but it doesn't look good. But I have a, a very bad feeling about this. When you got leaders of countries threatening their you know they're going to freeze your bank account. This is ridiculous. Right. This is terrible. This is this is not good. And um and this is why I I just think you know a lot. Yes, you're you're talking about a lot of great benefits that technology has. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But it also comes with the downside because you mm -hmm. don't know how they're going to utilize this to hurt you in the future. Right. The other observation of, is China, which is really um, at the forefront of all of these technologies. Right now, they are locked down totally. Right. A lot so of people I, don't know that. Yeah. So I, I think we are... Um, been told exactly what the, what the benefits of all of these benefits are. You, you get it. Oh, it's marketing, you know, sure. Yeah. By the not way, every... sorry to interrupt. I wanted to quickly uh, ask Diego: Do you check your bike for air tags? Are you familiar with this technology? Because I'm hearing stories of abuse on this one too. This is a fun one. Yeah, but that's see, that's another lie. See, everything. There's a lot of lies. No, Apple I don't has know. this air tag thing. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if it's a lie because hundred percent. I've looked into it. So with AirTag technology, fun. you have mm -hmm. this little nickel-sized piece of plastic with a with an RFID thing on, and and it and it triangulates your location based on mm -hmm. other iPhones. So that it's contact tracing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. cool. And so and, the network it uses is other iPhones. Yes, it only uses iPhones. Oh, okay, that's cool. And, right. and iPhones dominate the market. They're, what percentage of smartphones are iPhones? So there's, so there's in the, this is what I'm saying. There's a lot of lies. There's a lot of things that they're scaring us with that are not true. One of them is that someone went to Disney. I'm trying to remember this. It was a couple of days ago. Went to Disney and for four hours was being tracked against their will. And the only reason they found out is because their iPhone let them know that there was a rogue AirTag tracking them. Oh, okay. That's funny. That's BS. That doesn't happen. No, what I'm saying is that's awesome that Apple, but believe me, I'm not a fan of Apple these days. I used to be, not anymore. But Apple has this technology that knows that you're being tracked rogue from some stalker, and it alerts you on your watch and on your phone that there's a possibility that you're being tracked, and it tells you where that tracking disc is mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you know what marcus all that technology that's cool that's really nice technology you, uh, uh, but the question is do you trust your government officials to be prim and proper in the next 20 to 50 years and not utilize 
these technological advances using them against you. And you know what? Quite frankly, I don't trust any of these people. That's the, the real issue is I don't trust government. I don't trust anybody, especially any politician, to, to do the, you know, quote unquote, the right thing with this kind of technology. Absolutely not. No mm -hmm. way. That's just, and that's just my personal opinion. That's why I hardly, even my daughter asked me, oh, dad, you hardly ever use your phone. I hardly ever see you pick up your phone. Say, you know what? It, I hardly use any of this technology. I just don't trust anything that these people are doing. Um, so, you know, if I'm going to donate some cash to somebody, it's going to be by mail in cash. Right. It's not going to be, it's not going to be through, uh, you know, anything, any other means that they can track, you know, who I'm giving my money to. So, you know, I've learned after that experience with Prime Minister Trudeau, but uh, and I think everybody in the world should be learning, you know, from the Canadian truckers uh, in Australia and the United States, uh, you know, and I'm sure a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast, they already know. I don't have to tell them. They already know not not to trust these people. They are, you know, to me, they're 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 scum. They're not to be trusted, especially with high performing and, you know, technology like you're explaining. You know, it's even worse because they're going to utilize that technology at some point towards you. And what Frank said about China, that's a great thing to look at because they're at, they're the lead when it comes to this kind of stuff. All you have to go look at is Shanghai and Wuhan and all these places. They're technologically miles ahead of our cities here in Canada. But it's a good window in the future, what, you know, what the future looks like, you know, if we continue going on the path that we're going technologically. And speaking of cash, you bring up a good point. There is a website, and I'll put it in the companion notes, called Molv Molvad. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. It's in Sweden, VPN. And they they take all non-trackable money, including cash. And I just wrote them a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, I'm really impressed that you take cash. Have you had anyone report having their money being stolen in the mail? And they basically said, no, no, it's it's getting through. Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting. Another thing to keep in mind too, a lot of people don't know this, but if you have a flip phone, the modem in the flip phone uh, pings out your, uh, your location too. So if you think you have a flip phone and you're not being tracked, you're high as a kite. You're being tracked. Yeah. Well, all phones triangulate. That's right. To get a signal and they pick the best signal because the whole point, that's the whole essence of cell phones they are going between cells and seamlessly so your call does not drop right they're constantly measuring the strongest signal and they'll take that that tower right mm -hmm. so next on my list of questions is why does the government really want to track us what is their motivation well i think it's for future for future use Really, I think right now it's just being tested and and trained, and uh, eventually they're going to limit where you can go as per Agenda 21, which is probably mm -hmm. the most important document that anyone can understand right now that's been out for a long time. Agreed, yeah. So I, I really think that uh, when they get everyone in the smart cities, they're going to do their damnedest to limit people and their mobility, which is anti-Western constitutions. But hope, I, I think maybe they're just going to make people be addicted to staying home so they don't have to really do too much enforcement on that mm -hmm. as well. 
that'll be much easier. See, but that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of this is scary. Clients. A lot of this tracking well, is scaremongering. How many cops? What does a cop have to do to slow thousands of people down on the highway? He just has to park by the highway. Right. right. That's it. Well, not just uh, that, but our highways have had these rope barriers placed on each side of the roads. Mm -hmm. Some so close to the edge that you can't uh, pull over on the side to repair a tire anymore. Why is that? Well, they say they're safety barriers to you know prevent cars running off the road. But oh. what these these barriers have done have effectively, you know, you can't escape from these roads anymore. It's very strange, and they you know they're known to the these safety barriers are known to have increased the um, the death the death the in, the chances of death in an incident. Well, so your roads are trying to kill you now. Wow, what isn't trying to kill you in Australia? It is full on, <laughs> I tell you. Have you yeah, not? Have you guys not seen these rope barriers? I never heard of it. Are you talking about the con the concrete road barriers that they put put in place? No, they are. Um, they're a um, there's an upright pole which is made out of a kind of recycled plastic, and between them is four or five woven steel wires. Oh my God, that sounds dangerous! I know oh, that does. absolutely ridiculous. Never seen that. Mm -mm. I'll see if I can find an image and I'll post it. So they're now, all along the highways and you know major roads in Victoria, and they just keep putting these barriers up. It's they are dangerous, just absolutely mind blowing. So when you talk about how easy is it for a policeman to control the highway now, it's very easy. Alan Watt always talked about if you notice going towards any city, there are these huge concrete walls that are separated by steel beams. And they're supposedly for sound barriers. Yeah, I know. You you brought this up many times. I've I've argued with you on this one. Oh, like, so you just you just it's not me, it's Alan Watt who says that. So you disagree well, with he's that. Dead. Well, well, yeah, now that he's I, dead, even though I don't think he's dead, do you do you think that's just ridiculous? Well, what was the reason he said? I forgot because it was stupid. To yeah. corral us when 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 they give the go sign and you're on the road. Oh no, I, I think they're sound barriers. I they are effective, and I think the problem is they're like weeds. Once once people see that a certain section of it goes up, then they want they want it themselves. So they are very effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm no, not agree I'm not agreeing with him, by the way. Oh no, they are sound barriers and they do work and they just get thicker and thicker because the metal ones rust and then people run into them and then they get full of holes and they look really ugly. So the, the I just saw they just put one up on a highway I go on all the time. And it's this one is at least I say thirty feet high. It's huge. It took them a year and a half. And it must have cost a fortune. So no, I don't think it's still corral it's frank not... frank just posted the cable bearer and i'll post it in the uh in the oh, chat okay. i we do we did have one of these put in um here in pennsylvania on route one which is a very popular highway but it was in the grass it wasn't between it was in the grass almost like it was trying to stop the deer from crossing the road yeah so ours are right on the side of the of the major highways. So, you know, we used to have a stopping lane. Well, you have a stopping lane where you can change a tire or something on a freeway. And then the verge, well, the, 
sometimes these rope barriers are put in so that you really can't use the the uh, emergency lane anymore. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, there must be a reason. Maybe they're driving the emergency lane. But it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, it did make a lot of sense when they put it in Route 1. It was in the middle of the median. And and if some car hits it, it's going to, like, kill their car. It's It's not like a guardrail. Guardrail definitely helps keep your car from veering off the road. These, it's like poles of death. <laughs> it just um, yeah, I'm looking at them now. They look. Uh, Imagine yeah, hitting that with wow. your car at high speed. Wow, it would uh, look like it would transect the car and you. It's yeah. not really great for motorbike drivers, I can tell you. Mm. Well, it's right, a, right. If you, I, I'm yeah. reading the Wikipedia on that, and they said a study. A motorcyclist injury rate says there's no appreciable difference. Yeah, sure. Between that with the cable and the W beam barriers. So there you go. It's better than nothing, it says here. Because if you cross over, the kinetic energy of you going one way and the other vehicle going the other is of course double. Ah, uh, now. Let's think about what we're talking about here. In in this example that you've got there in Sweden, it's to stop people crossing from one side of the road to the other, right? Mm -hmm. In Victoria, they're on the outside of the roads as well. They're not just in the in, in the. Um, yeah, you said that in the middle. Well, of the they road. don't want you. They don't want you to veer into the grass because it's dangerous. <laughs> 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 They don't want people getting off that road. Well, Frank, you are good at writing letters to your Western, to your Australian authority. I really suggest find out what is the purpose of that, because mm -hmm. it doesn't make a lot of sense if you have to pull over with a flat tire, or well, pull over to rest, or you're having a, uh, a vaccine adverse event. You need well, to. Well, we certainly over. found out when we, Melbourne got shut down. You know, I don't know if you were aware that. They they did this thing that they called the Ring of Steel, yeah, around Melbourne. Yes, and people these these wire ropes conveniently placed in time to make it possible to lock Melbourne down that way. Because up until then, people could just drive off the road and go wherever they liked. <laughs> but of course, that was impossible. And this idea of a Ring of Steel around Melbourne wouldn't have been able to work without those rope barriers being in place. As Rick, as a Turk may say, you may call me a conspiracy theorist, but I'm just telling you what happened. <laughs> yeah, so they basically use those to uh, to contain you guys, right? For it, markers, it, yeah, created absolutely. a wall around it. Yeah, it was yeah. this thing was planned years and years in advance. Yep, and has to have been. Just yeah, right. because I, I I remember watching that Ring of Steel on. Uh, on the internet here and uh i was wondering how they, how are they keeping so many people in like one city how can yeah. you guys not escape through side roads and dirt roads and all this other kind of stuff it was uh, but now i yeah i understand so they would they would <laughs> oh my yeah and the other thing they've done of course is to build all these super highways and and basically cut off the the sort of less you know the many ways people used to go and everyone jumps on these big roads and of course traffic congestion is made much worse by the super roads than mm -hmm. what was happening before i mean if you compare the road system of the united kingdom 
where they just have, you know, A, B and C roads and, and roundabouts rather than traffic lights. Traffic in England flows really quite well. But here. I noticed Vancouver is just as bad as Melbourne as well, by the way. In what way? When I was there, I was, it's quite some time ago now, 20 years ago, the the traffic in Vancouver at peak hour just was a gridlock. Yeah, because they didn't, they, because they're so left wing, I used to live there, they don't build highways. They won't build any highways and then just the regular roads are just gridlocked. There are some highways, but not enough. But they're they resisted it because they just think that roads create traffic, which is which is in a way it's true. But you know, people and goods still have to move, and if they don't move efficiently, then they have to move on inefficient streets where there are people and bikes and all kinds of other obstacles that that limit, and it causes more pollution. I, I'm I'm convinced of that. I have no Much problem more. with that theory. Obviously, like, like the speed humps do. Yeah, yeah. I I'm a bit of a, a traffic uh, file, as in I like traffic because that's what I've been stuck in for the last forty <laughs> years. So I understand it, and I understand how things work because I I live it just like you understand salt and Tiago understands trading. You have to you should ask the people that use the stuff what their opinion is because they're soaking in it all day long. So Vancouver is a bit of a joke for that. And I've been stuck for hours crossing dilapidated bridges that are not twinned or not doubled up or are in bad state of repairs. They just refuse to advance. And uh, that's, of course, where China beats all of us because of their one-party system, they can just get things done. And you can see how this democracy just gets in the way of progress for so many. But so, but that's a good example, Ab. When, you know, I went to China when they basically was very few cars on the road, right? Mm. And everything was fine. And they then they started building these super highways. And I thought, why are they doing this? They don't need them. People are obviously happy without cars. There's no... But no then they got money, it. and then they started buying cars. And some of the biggest and, and the, scams I've the, ever and, seen are from China. It's and now, that, now China is just a, a total mess of, of cars and the same as everywhere else in the world. Why on earth would a thinking government have pursued the same stupid policy when they didn't have to? Well, you know, they've been, the Chinese government has been lauded for having no you know, not being held up by democracy in doing something that, as far as I'm concerned, is just a completely stupid thing to do. You know, they were... It's crazy. You you know, if they were operating completely functionally 25 years ago without cars and superhighways. Now they're in a gridlock and wasting half their lives in traffic jams, just like everyone else in the world is. They didn't need to do that. Yeah, but traffic jams are good for podcasts. <laughs> so I, I Without the traffic jam, you do not have the podcast listener. Let's face facts. You know, but you can, you cannot say in the case of China that that 
traffic problems were anything but engineered. They never, ever, ever had to go down that path. Well, people like to be mobile. They like their mobility, and I agree with them. I like driving. Uh, Marcus will tell you probably the same thing. Sure. Yep. Just but it's, being, but it, is, it is the always conundrum here. It, the things that you think provide your mobility are the things that trap you. Yeah, but I, I don't. I, there are many ways, and they haven't really implemented implemented them even in China to limit and control traffic. And one of them is called congestion pricing. It, they have implemented it in London, England, and it does work. It keeps the cars out with congestion pricing uh, in their their city center. So there, there are lots of ways to control behavior, and I, I still think that. Um, they will start implementing that as the technology becomes cheaper and more widely spread and accepted. And that's probably, that's one of the many things that the, the COVID revolution has been implemented for is to just really accelerate the digitization of people and the technology that controls them. And uh, it, it is happening at a rapid rate. And uh, that could be part of it. It's just limiting where the vehicles go and who can use this this who can use the resources at what time and for how long and and they'll use it in the name of of saving mother earth and people well, will go it, along with they it could, they could have saved mother earth in china by simply not building the roads and moving to car economy it was a really really uh, confusing move from my from my point of view Okay, well. Yeah, I agree. That doesn't make any sense. Unless you see it from the globalist view. Exactly. It makes all the sense in the world. Exactly. That's the only way it makes sense. So I want to circle back, as Jen Pasaki likes to say, and tell you why I came up with this topic earlier today. That's because over the last couple of days, and I'll post it over to Tim, and I'll read it. It's a Vice article, and – there's tons of articles that just came out from May 3rd that admits that the CDC tracks millions of phones to see if Americans followed COVID lockdown orders. And I call bullshit on this because it's in the mainstream. If if they were if the CDC was tracking us, this would never get leaked out ever. Why is it all over the legacy news? CDC tracked millions of phones to see if Americans followed COVID lockdown orders. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I think a lot of this is fear porn. I hope I'm right. And what do you think the objective of this fear porn is? Self-policing. Self yeah. Should, should I go more into detail? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, oh, Tim, I said like, damn it. All right. I'm not tracking you tonight, so. Are you tracking me? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not about it. <laughs> you need a little thing that goes ping whenever that word comes a up. A little, little jolt energy. I think it's self-policing. I think it's a way for us to be paranoid. That's the point of why I brought up this list. Are we creating our own panopticon here? 
Or are they really going to do this? Are they really going to do what they say they're going to do? Well, I think watching China, Australia after the election is in for a tough time. And I'll find out then. Our election is in one week before the end of May. And once that election's over, because there's no police on the roads at the moment, there's no masks, there are no restrictions anywhere in Australia, which is very strange. While over in China, they've locked down 30 cities. Um, the case rates, etc., all the things that they used to lock down for, you know, two cases, there are thousands per day and no locking down, no tracking. It only makes sense to me if you um, think, okay, it's because there's an election on and the politicians don't want to be just drummed out with bad sentiment. There's no police on the roads. There's, it's a very strange period right now in Victoria. Um, Frank, so I Frank, think the tracking, I think the tracking is happening. Frank, do you watch? Uh, uh, just out of curiosity, do you watch uh, the Aussie Cossack? I used to, but I've kind of, I've kind of decided he's a bit of a fearful merchant as well, though. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just wondering if you watch him or not. Uh, I watch a few episodes with him. <laughs> Some of the stuff he does is pretty funny <laughs> with, it, the, it's, with the cops. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I don't know how genuine it all is, Tiago. It's, it's, it just seems too cartoon characterish, really. Yeah, yeah. He seems, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, especially now he's going on about the uh, Russian-Ukrainian thing. That's uh, right, yeah. which I just think, you know, to me, if he was really, you know, up to date with all this stuff, he, he would be thinking like us that it's just fake. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I was just wondering if you watch him because I heard he's pretty big, uh, you know, in Australia. And I was just wanted to know if you, if you've heard of him or not. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's big. He comes up on my um, YouTube list. Mm -hmm. I, I've just got a question while we're going back to the ad tracking and so on. This mm -hmm. article that you pushed up, um, Marcus, about CDC tracking, mm -hmm. I've got ads for a t shirt saying, uh, I dream of becoming a grumpy old man, or I'd never dream of becoming a grumpy old man, but here I am, killing it. What what ad have you got on your um, screen? I have. You mean on the Vice one? On the no, the uh, CDC track millions of phones to see if. Yeah, it's on Vice. It's on Vice. Vice dot com. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I have an, I have an ad blocker, so I have no ads. Okay. Very and there's actually we could do a whole show about the pros and cons of an ad blocker. It's not what you think, but that's for another time. <laughs> they're not. They're not because they're actually what they're doing is they're actually uh, it's malware in many cases, and it's actually tracking you worse. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. But so again, Marcus, I, what what do you think is going to happen in the USA? Mm -hmm compared to say what's happening in China. Do you think what's happening in China now will go to the USA or not? Um, I, uh, last year I would have said yes. Here's an interesting thing. I, I, 
I take a five mile walk a couple times a week and I was on my walk today before the show and I ran into a buddy of mine from about three years ago and he's, um, he's a property manager slash real estate investor. And he asked how business was. I said, it's terrible. I, my <laughs> business went out of business because you can't, can't get cars and I was in the car business. And then we were talking about Exclave Private Towns, et cetera, et cetera. Then I asked him, I returned the favor and asked him how he was doing. And he, you know, a lot of people are not honest. They always say everything is fine. And then you dig a little bit and everything's the opposite of fine. And he said that he has 432 properties under management, rentals, and that they're all on forbearance, government forbearance, meaning that no one is paying their rent. And that ends in a couple months. And he says the paperwork that's involved to get so this forbearance, the government actually writes him a check because he's the owner of the property, writes him a check. So they give a 12 month forbearance plus three months, or always three months ahead. So that's coming, that's going away for most people in a couple of months. And I said, what's going to happen after that? I said, I don't know. I said, well, who, how are they going to pay? I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to be, become a collector. So you have people on forbearance. That means that they've stored up literally 12 months of unpaid rent plus three. That comes due in 15 months, coming up in a couple months. Well, if you don't have the, the rent because of what's going on with COVID and no jobs, et cetera, how are you going to come up with all that rent? And I told him, I said, I have weekly discussions. We war game out with our family what we're going to do when our neighbor knocks on our door and demands that we feed them because they don't have the money. And I really see that coming in September. I see a lot of shit happening in September. So is it because of China? Not sure. I'm just looking at it from, from an economic standpoint. No one's working. No one wants to work. Where's the money going to come from if the government stops paying people in a couple months? So it'll be very interesting to see the shit show coming in about five months. I thought they were already stopping that. I've heard that from you quite a few times over the last year. No, that was for that was for unemployment. Okay, but there was this a lot of forbearance. Payments. Okay, well. So what this is when you. What happened? So this is when rent money stopped. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted. What you. happened when the unemployment money stopped? Though very good question. Well, then everyone, then everyone was supposed to get a job, but one wants to work because every small business person I talked to laments of the fact that no one wants to work. It's very strange. Very, very strange. The roads are empty. People on Godlike Productions, a lot of threads about, you know, where are all the people? As you know, I train my backup computer on the live view of, um, in St. Augustine of, uh, the Tiki bar in St. Augustine. It's dead almost every night. Never used to be dead. It's very bizarre. Where did all the people go? That's that's a very common thing going on in the forums that I visit. It's very strange. It's it really makes you think that Jeff Berwick might be onto something. That we're in a video game, and and the uh, NPCs, the uh, what are that is that non-player combatants? Yeah, non-player character characters. They they just were erased from the video game, and there's there's us. Now, that could be a whole nother show. Is is that true? I don't know. So no, I don't know, Frank. I don't know what's going to happen, but I war, we war game it out. 
I, I can back up your observations here. Okay. The the number of cars on the road this morning, in uh, even in, you know where I live, mm -hmm. just driving from where I am to where I do the uh, salt flaking, mm -hmm. it was eerie. Yeah, it's like a holiday. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Tiago? Are you seeing that too? Look, you know, the, you know what you gentlemen are describing is uh, across the world. Okay, so you listen to Gerald Salente, New York City, or just he's just out, just north of New York. Uh, same thing. The place is dead. You come here to where I live on the east coast of Canada. It's dead. You go out on a Saturday night. Doesn't feel like Saturday night anymore. There's mm -hmm. hardly any cars out. There's hard, the restaurants are like not even close to, to capacity. Mm -hmm. It's it's a it's a disaster. And what you're saying about the commercial real estate market, absolutely 100%. It's going to be destroyed. Actually, it's great that you you brought that up yesterday. I talked to one of the largest apartment building owners here in uh, Nova Scotia. He's selling. He told me he has to sell half of his properties because the energy prices here to heat the homes are getting too expensive, and he can't raise the rate the uh, rents anymore. On the in the apartment building so he's got to get rid of them he was asking my opinion what he should do i told him the interest rates are going higher and higher they're they're incrementally going up i said you better sell it now because when those interest rates get a little bit too high the real estate market's going to be done you're not going to be able to sell the property for any kind of real value right so the you you better i told him you better hurry it up and sell it within the next six months and this is one of the largest property owners here in nova scotia so it's 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 a it's a ghost town. Everything's a ghost town. These people are scared to go out because they think they're going to catch some virus. Many of them got no money to go out. It's it's a it's a, it's, it's a disaster. And it's not going to end well, like we've been you know discussing for months and months on end now. Right. All right. Well, we've been uh, going about an hour or so. Did did you want to wrap this one up, Marcus? That's all I got. I wish. Um... I, again, I was surprised. I thought this would bring in a little bit more feistiness. Everyone was pretty subdued. A little disappointed with that. We need to, a little bit more feisty. I thought people would start screaming at me because I'm thinking this. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was looking for. I got you none got, of that. You got to pick a, 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 you know, maybe a, maybe a little bit more feistier topic like uh, uh, abortion and Roe versus Wade, something like that. Oh, well, maybe we'll do that for next. We'll do that for next time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, if, if you were going to tell me that ABBA was better than the Beatles, then then you know we might. Be <laughs> oh, that will just start playing ABBA music and Beatles. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, Marcus, I, I'm feeling a little down today. My Toronto Maple Leafs lost last night. I saw that. So, it was a yeah. great game, though. It was yeah, a good game. My, so Marcus tomorrow's Tampa Leaf games. What's that? Is Marcus watching Leaf games? That's amazing. Well, well, he's well, in Pennsylvania. He's near, uh, I, I would imagine he's near somewhere near Pittsburgh or Philadelphia there. Yeah, so. he's got a lot. Yeah. yeah. This Pitts, Pittsburgh the, Flyers, the Flyers suck. I got no one to watch. So what am I supposed to do? What's Just not Pittsburgh? watch? Pittsburgh, they're still in it. Fuck Pittsburgh. No one likes Pittsburgh around here. It's <laughs> it's a dividing line. <laughs> well, Pittsburgh has um, Sid the Kid, for God's sakes, and a Tiago for sure. That's that's your backyard. Isn't he from Sydney? Yeah, well, he's from uh, Cole. Cole Harbor, uh, Nova Scotia, just outside Halifax. But oh, I, couldn't right, give a right. shit. I couldn't give a shit about him. I grew up in Toronto my whole life. Yeah, Toronto Maple true. Leafs. I live in, you know, I live and breathe the Toronto Maple Leafs. So tomorrow okay. night in Tampa, Florida, let's see what's going to happen tomorrow night. They got to bring their A game. They got to stop taking stupid penalties. 
And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, then uh, I think we got a chance. We'll see what happens. Now, around so, here. So you don't think it's all about sports bet then? What's that? You don't think the results are decided by sports bet then? Uh, I hope not. I hope <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. You know, I hope that's not rigged too. That would suck because I really like watching hockey. But uh... oh no, major league sports. When it comes to the, the the playoffs, there's a lot of rigging going on. I think I no that's doubt. when I really backed off watching the Leafs, and uh, so I'm I'm not too confident on that. I don't know if there's any any rigging for this year. Any particular team they need to win or engineer for psyop purposes because we're. <laughs> Because they kind of killed off sports for a couple of years with the COVIDs. It's well, sort of I hope, a, yeah. I hope they I hope they rigged the Toronto Maple Leafs for uh, psyops. I hope uh, Toronto is going to be the uh, center of the next psyop and uh, whatever kind of bird flu or avian flu they want uh, spreading within the population. We'll see what happens, but uh, you know, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, what do What do you got cooking for next week, Marcus? <laughs> yeah. we're going to talk yeah. about we're going to talk about how the leafs lost lost the playoff game oh shit don't tell me that yeah they, see <laughs> you just woke up uh tiago for sure you found oh my God. that was the feistiness i was looking for yeah yeah <laughs> i should have said something like that the maple leafs were were tracking their fans something to that effect oh god but, that's uh, okay I, I watch uh, I watch all the uh, Leaf games here on a, a legal feed that I have here. So yeah, I do the same. Me. I got a legal feed. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, Tiago, I've said I've talked about this many times that this the major sporting events, the the psyop of that, is population boom. In other words, oh, okay. if you look, if you type in something like Super Bowl babies into your favorite search engine, you'll see that whoever wins the Super Bowl, there is an explosion of population in that city and there's a big downdraft of population reduction in the losing city. And I wonder out loud if that's really what this is all about. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's uh instant migration. Uh, yeah, de definitely. Uh, you know, uh, you know, it's possible. I know, I, I do know that if the Toronto Maple Leafs win the uh, Stanley cup, uh, they're going to, you know, tear Toronto apart. It's going to go upside down. Um, so we'll see. You got a long way to go, and I don't okay. think. I Come think on, man. There's a lot of negativity. <laughs> this is not a team that can deliver. Uh, it's going to be different this year. It's going to be different this year. And I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the sigh off. And I know Frank's probably not too. Uh, Frank's far away from hockey in Canada. So I don't think yeah. this no, I've got, I've got. Um... Uh, this is resonating. Friend, friend, friends that watch, he's Canadian and his kids all play ice hockey. He's a very fine ice hockey player that, that mm. is a mate of mine. And he, um, yeah, these guys are right into ice hockey. Yeah. And Frank also, Palmer. my, uh, my yeah. um, old boss's wife is the cousin of the um, one of the leading hockey players in the USA. What's okay. the name? There's a lot of them, so you got to be specific. Is it Wayne Gretzky? Is it Wayne Gretzky? Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. He's he's actually long retired. It was, it he just him, came man. up. He just came up because a lot of people think he doesn't look too well already. Yeah, right. and there are many possible. Yeah, I haven't terrible. seen him. I think he's he being. I think he's promoting some gambling thing right now, and. That topic came up around our dinner table tonight, and on a, on a podcast I listened to, and 
Yeah. And one of the guys- To me, who, it looks like he's promoting some chemotherapy treatment because he looks terrible. He looks- Yeah, swollen. I haven't seen yeah. him, but someone thought he looked like a recovering alcoholic, or he's an alcoholic. That's an alcoholic who said he recognized the facial, the facial features of Wayne Gretzky. And this is the same guy that I was on the show- on this guy's show in 2017 when I brought up that Wayne Gretzky could be uh, uh, a male to female or female to male. He went ballistic. So that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was back at the beginning of my elite gender inversion research. And I just sort of brought it up as a lark because someone had mentioned it, but I didn't, I didn't really believe it. See now Frank, Frank's ears have perked up now, Tim. See, they had because I judged an episode of uh, Grace and Frankie or something, which is okay. Jane Fonda and um, and uh, Lily Hamlin TV show. Watching them last night, they just look like men now. Oh, it's it's really hard to not to unsee everything now. That's a real problem. It's, it's very hard. Can I? As long as we're talking about that, can I end with a question? Yeah. Can you type in? Everyone, type in um, Taylor Dane. Do you remember Taylor Dane? Yeah. Take it to that. my heart. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Is that a dude or, or am I just crazy? Well, she's uh, probably been transvestigated. Uh, well, can you do a quick transvestigation on this thing? I think it, we will call it it. It's, it's old from way in the back of the day. And mm. we'll see if there's a transvestigation. It's, sure. it's not, uh, it's not aging. Well, is it? I think it's a lot of plastic surgery is what it is. That's what it looks like. To well, me. that's always the plausible deniability. They bring that up all the time. See, to you me, know? the unisex name is always the giveaway. Taylor can be a man yeah. or a woman. That's true. I agree with you, Marcus. It's they, they give a name like that. She looked good uh, back in the uh, <laughs> 80s, but uh, now she, it's, this yeah, is like a, she looks like to her, I went to her concert mm -hmm. with my wife. It was mm -hmm. like the only concert I ever went to. Yeah, I don't know if uh, so. We, no one, to, uh, no one can tell me. Can me a definitive, but thought on whether it's a dude or a chick. Well, well it we doesn't look a like a woman anymore, does it? Yeah, no, I, I have enough pictures. I think they're almost this person. This entity is almost too past, too far in the past to have been picked up on the, the current transvestigation radar. I don't see it. Uh, I don't see anyone has done anything on her. I've, I've totally forgot about the entity myself. <laughs> Lisa I love how we're talking. <laughs> he, his, her, him, they. Lisa Wonderman is, see, there's another uh, unisex name. Leslie. What? Leslie. That's yeah. the person's right. name. Pat Benatar. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, Leslie yeah. Wonderman. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. What do you and if you, if, if you type in mm -hmm. LBT, Taylor Dane, and then if you, to me, when when someone's on, featured on the GLAD website, they were 100% tranny. Hundred, and, of course, <laughs> it is. If you type in GLAD, you know, with the dots between G-L-A-A-D. Yeah, I know. But, you know, really most of the celebrities, and this is the hard part and that I've been challenged many times, I really believe that almost everyone in Hollywood 
everyone highly promoted that is at the top are inverted. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. So you just yeah. start there. And uh, that's how you have to start because there are only so many positions in in the culture influencing community. You, 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 we might think there's thousands, but there really aren't. You know, they recycled Tom Cruise in so many movies. That's always been one of my um, pet peeves. I thought there are lots of talented people or people that could be trained to be talented. We have to see the same people over and over again. The plausible deniability is. That it's the star that brings people to the movies. It's not the story or anything. It's always the star. But I think it's mainly because uh, they limit the number of positions available just so they can control these people. And uh, they have huge investments in their in their uh, transition. And, and, and it's they're all on huge maintenance programs because if you back off on any of the aspects of inversion, <laughs> they will... They will deflate like like balloons. <laughs> you know yeah. what? Do you, what do you say? Hey, what do you guys? I had a neighbor the other day who's trying to talk to me about this uh, gender, uh, him, her, like uh, Marcus was suggesting, and I couldn't help it, man. I, I I had to tell her what I thought. Like I I said, look, distortions of reality and all this kind of stuff. You should seek mental like counseling or something like that, don't you think? And, uh, yeah, she did. And, and, you know, maybe electroshock treatment or something. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's just really bizarre to me. And, the, and like, it, everyone's on board with this in my neighborhood. And, uh, it's just, uh, world. It's, yeah, world. it's just, it's just, I find, I don't know about you guys, but I find, I find sometimes I, I'm living in a twilight zone out here. And uh, I don't know. You're not. You're living. It's the same everywhere because yep. media permeates even the darkest corners of every country now because every anywhere where there's a wire connecting someone to the internet they're getting such that's that's what's different in 2022 as opposed to 50 yeah. years ago everyone just, is getting the same message doesn't matter look, where you are look at and that now I'm picture getting, you put up there now though uh, whoever's put that up that tab is that that is a frightening visage isn't it oh she's uh, it looks like a complete disaster absolutely it now, looks, that is... looks like a man. The, the, you know, it, it's 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 well done. I don't think it's a disaster. It's sixty, and there's just lots of uh, lots of the things uh... we look for: the brow ridge, and uh, really, the, the gold standard is still the hips, the pelvic bone, which cannot really be easily altered. You can you can pad all around it and make distractions, distractive photos, and Photoshop, but. The, the pelvic bone is the gold standard. And I know somebody created a video against Mr. E mocking that, but uh, Mr. E, like I had on last night's broadcast, he really brings the total picture of what this is all about, the transhumanism. It's really quite an organized um, thing. It's not just a couple of people that don't like the sex that they were born. It's all way... Oh, Mr. E is all I can say. He is... He's actually that, that very intelligent. Great interview and, you know, just a first-class piece of entertainment last night. Yes. Um, oh, good. Thanks. Agreed. If you type in Taylor Dane Costa Rica, it looks like a girl. It's very confusing. Try that. Taylor Dane Costa Rica. And then go to the People magazine. Okay. This one has sort of fallen off my radar because it's, 
I don't, yeah, it's sort of, it hasn't been in the news for a long time. Oh, I, I totally Taylor forgot. Dan, Costa Rica. I will send this to the leading transvestigator. Okay, it's a photo diary you want to look at? Transvestigator. <laughs> that one right there. That looks like a girl to me. Well, Does they're supposed to, but we're not seeing anything down below. Right. You're seeing large breasts, but we're not. There's way more to see. And we don't even know this is photoshopped in any way. Because this is what? People magazine, for God's sake. So they've right. got top technology for photoshopping. Right. So unfortunately, uh, yeah, they, they do look like females. So does. Well, I've never really been attracted to Ann Wilson. There's always been a problem there, but there's all there's. You need to realize there's always been castrados, always, because they're the best singers. You're combining the power of a male and uh, and removing the testosterone, and it creates all kinds of incredible effects. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, even it's, in real yeah, life, Marcus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you you've been to Miami, Florida, on the uh, on the strip there. Uh, you, you know, when I was there, I there some of these women are they're beautiful and but they're men, but uh, like I I I couldn't tell the difference until like you actually like you know pass by them on the street. It was incredible. Um, the the ones that I found in uh, that were in South Beach, Miami, were they they, they look exactly like women. Okay, so I got a quick story to end this. We were and in Washington. We were in Washington, D.C. Sorry, just quickly. Here's the Wilson sisters off People Magazine. I've always just looked at these two people before I have, was, had any awareness to what was going on. And they always had a very butch look. Sorry. And it's in a, in a butch business. So, this picture doesn't do anything to convince me that these are women. No. Mm -hmm. I think anyway. the Kirk Douglas chain is particularly... Um, Damn <laughs> With the butt crack, that's sort of. <laughs> yeah. I think we need a few beers to talk about this stuff. It would make it so much better. <laughs> oh, I so you're talking about you're talking about being in Miami and be, being fooled, and and that's my wife doesn't understand why am I so obsessed about this. Me too. It's, and I it's like I get a lot of that. Okay, right? when I watch when I watch Price is Right. When I was in my teens, and I get it all excited about seeing the showcase, you know, Bob's girls, yeah, Bob's and they're girls. Bob's dudes. <laughs> yeah, I never looked at them. Yeah, they, especially Diane, and right? And that Bob was always grabbing her butt, or right. whatever. If I end up finding out that Barbara Eden is a bloke, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'd have to look at her too. So I was in Washington D.C. a couple uh, or on Saturday for the first time for and forever since covid mm -hmm. and on the metro train because they went maskless a week ago and of course we're the only ones on the train without a mask so some hot i'm talking hot looking girl with a mask on sits next to me normally my wife would be next to me this hot girl was next to me empty train she couldn't stop staring at me she had a little bippy shirt on nice boobs she was wearing these what are those pants where it's like floods capris she had capris on, looked totally like a woman, blonde flowing hair. 
get off the train, go down the escalator to go to the Ronald Reagan airport, which you can't go into anymore because of the new terrorism bill. No one's allowed into the airport unless you have a ticket. Wow. She goes down the stairs and it's a fucking dude talking. Hmm. My wife just busted up. I couldn't believe it was a dude. I couldn't believe I kept staring at her. So yes, I get caught all the time. And, and like, what, I, I thought you guys would laugh at that. I, I, oh, it that's was great. I, I, got, I got caught out the other night at the pub as well. Exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you so might the, see more of it in the in karaoke, the karaoke bar. bars. That that would be interesting. You're out in the well, real world, unlike us, it, it, uh, keyboard it warrior. A, it was a recent thing, though. It, it wasn't around until three or four years ago. Right. It's really, it started to be a, you know, a commonplace now. And it's very crazy hmm. well the only reason that i like talking about it is the mainstream legacy media is promoting it like crazy so it it is an agenda item not going away but we yeah. have every right and an obligation to to try and reverse engineer what the hell is going on what is the agenda what is the purpose it's hard to explain the purpose without a lot of historical con context and that's what mystery is good at that's what that's what i'm not good at because i know that when i try to explain it to the regular people they don't have the patience to understand the history they don't know the history so again you trying to explain something in five minutes why it's happening what's the purpose why bother you, you really need to know the androgyne agenda and that's that's really what Mr. E brings to the table. He's not just a fly-by-night guy who's laughing at um, tranny boys. It's way deeper. This is a religion. It's right. And these are their priests. Their high priests are in all the position of power. And and celebrities have tons of power compared to say a run-of-the-mill politician. You know they're actually called Kadesh. Those priests. Hmm. And the Kardashians, oh, coincidentally. Right, yeah. yeah, they choose the names wisely. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's 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 a religion. It's an art. It's a Kabbalah. It's a cult. It's so much mixed in, and because we're not trained at all to recognize it, we're just dazzled and deceived all day long. So that I we just are the profane. Yeah, I I just like to educate myself in general, and I I still don't get it. I, so I, that's why I just keep pushing, pushing at the research. I, I I like looking at cute guys dressed up as girls, but I really want to know what's going on. You now do? That, yeah. Are you I serious? Really, I want to know. That's why I do the research. I want to. Wait, know you what, you like looking at that? Like lady who, boys? Who never? I'm talking about Sandra Bullock. I'm talking about look at those girls, those guys. Don't I get angry them. when I find out someone's deceiving me. I get angry. I don't like looking at that. But I, yeah, I, I like look. I, I, to me, it's like looking at art. If if you're, oh. if you're, if you're sculpting <laughs> something from one thing to another, it's it to me, it's amazing. Wow, you're. You're way more heterosexual than I am, I guess. I don't know. I, I I'm not. I'm it not thinking. I'm not. I'm not tracking how you're thinking about it. I'm really just amazed at just the the level of deception and the why. 
And I yeah, and I know a- it's against women as well, as we've talked about. They hate women because they can bear they can they can make life. And that's the power they want to take away and take control of. That's clear. They they work at both sides. They want to control supply of life and they want to uh, accelerate the rate of death that's those those two tracks are working in the same direction mm. on that happy note i think thank we should call it a night and thanks for inviting me i appreciate it tim good talking yes, to you guys for, yeah me thank too. you for thank the invitation you. i appreciate it it was a different kind of show as always which is we keep we keep the audience guessing how this is going to go it was up and down. Let's put it that way. Yeah, we woke uh, you up. We'll talk. We'll talk <laughs> a little more hockey, maybe at the top end to to wake everyone up and maybe get something for Frank to uh, to get going on as well. Oh, I have an announcement. Speaking of Frank, I totally forgot about this. Mm-hmm. Frank, I told you that I was going to make some changes and take the salt book that we wrote. Do you remember what year we wrote that? Twenty fourteen was it? That is correct. And I was going to offer it for free. So there's no catch, no email, no nothing. If you go to escapethenewnormal.com forward slash salt or go to escape the new normal, click on the Marcus Allen show and look at the bottom and click on salt. It's entirely free. And I think you've already saved a hundred lives, Marcus, just by doing that. I, I think it's more. And I also updated the recipe section. Frank, you talked about orange juice and salt as a way to get salt down in an easy Lemon. way. Lemon juice, yeah. Oh, not orange juice? Lemon juice is my favorite way, but yep. So I found an even better way, I think. Our whole family loves it, which is apple cider and salt. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Brings it to a whole nother level. Yeah. So I'll put that in the the companion notes at the end, too. Yeah. So now you can get the, uh, the truth about salt. You can get it for free. There you go. Worth the price of admission for tonight. Oh, my goodness. I think it's very generous of you, Marcus, and great. Yeah. The creator will love you. Who? (laughs) My creator? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going. My creator wants to send me to hell. What do you get? I doubt it. Redemption for all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Even the sinners. All right, guys. Have a good night. All the best. And uh, don't forget fakeologist.com forward slash donate if you like the show. Take care. Have a good weekend. See you guys. Bye.